Okay, lads, we're back. Constantly buried. I'm here with James Rankin. How's it going, James? Hi, Jamie. I'm great. How are you? I've lost my voice again. Yeah, you're pretty scratchy today. Yeah, What's going yeah. on? Um, just I think it's a combination of coaching, training, and not looking after my voice. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> deadly. Well, we'll see how we go today. I'm also joined today. Oh my God, Elaine Matthews with one T back in the house. Woo! Thanks for having me back, guys. By popular request, you forgot to leave out as well, Jamie. <laughs> of the course, people, yeah. The people want what the people want. And I tell you, I've been sitting here for the last half an hour watching these two pull the head off each other. <laughs> they are <laughs> full war mode today with each other, so it's going to be a fun conversation. Can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, I know me and Elaine are spending more time together. I like it because we're just at each other all morning. <laughs> so let's dive straight in our training check-in. This week, our framing is all around effort. We know that our big controllables in the training process are effort and focus to two things that we can move the dial on. So every now and again, we do a little effort check-in. How am I doing with effort? So James, do you want to go first? How are you getting on? Uh, I have written in my notes here simply 11 out of 10. Yeah, I can mm. confirm that actually, <laughs> having watched your train over the last couple yeah. of weeks. Um, I haven't always got the results I wanted. Sometimes I've bitten off more than I can chew but there's no denying like I, I'm not leaving anything on the floor at all and it's killing me yeah. I think that's why my voice is going to my body's just like oh please stop there's definitely days I've had concern genuine concern <laughs> like is James going to be okay after yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah so you're going for it eh? I'm going for it yeah. and it's dialing up every week yeah, I think I'm going to start dialing it back just a, like a teeny tiny bit so I can yeah. dial back up for game day again. Yeah, it's a little, you're a little cranky too, so yeah. it would be it's good to maybe leave a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Elaine, how's effort levels at the moment? Uh, effort, really, really good. I'm training a lot less due to uh, work commitments and sleep and all the rest, but it's had a more positive effect on my training. I used to think I have to train five to six days a week sometimes I get in an extra session in an afternoon as well um, but now that I'm training less I have no option but to go hard and to be more focused in how I move and what I do in a session uh, which has been amazing I've had two really good Mondays with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here in Santry and um, the yeah I'm just noticing a difference in I, I'm training less and it's working out for me uh, but 11 out of 10 is something that I haven't hit in a very long time so there's a bit of inspiration for me as well yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm watching James and thinking, God, I'm pretty far off that at the moment. Um, and there is a f there's a physical element to where you have to feel physically ready to do that along with the mental side, right? Um, yeah, that's something I've definitely built towards in like the past. Since since we announced the first game day, that really started to up my training a little bit. And then it's gradually built to the point where I'm at now where it doesn't matter what you program. I'm ready to like go full at it every time hitting home runs every yeah. day yeah amazing yeah so f from my point of view um effort levels are pretty good actually when i go to class i'm giving what i've got and i think that's that's all i can ask of myself i definitely have probably more effort going into work at the moment in general so i don't have as much for training when i get into class but i am getting in like i'm picking off sessions wherever i can i'm still getting roughly three a week and when i'm in there i'm giving what i have and one thing I have noticed is my focus is very good at the moment. So when I'm in the session, technically, I'm really finding it um, easy to, to dial into the little details and given everything I've got. So I, I leave every session so, saying, whatever that was for, I got everything out of it. So I'm pretty happy with that. So it's good to hear everyone's effort levels is in a good place. We're doing all right there. So happy Last days. time we will agree during this podcast. <laughs> Let's I think see. that's actually something that we can probably say across the gyms at the minute as well. Like, it's not just the three of us. I think of my morning crew this morning, this week, last week, the past, I don't know how many weeks, the effort has been just unreal. And that's, a, I don't know about you, whenever you coach the mornings, but it's such a big inspirational thing for me to go into training, having seen what they've done. It's unreal. Yeah, no, you're dead right. And f from my point of view, I'm very focused on the coaches and I can see that all of the coaches are putting huge amount of effort into their training, but then also into their coaching. I can see that across the board, it's something we're probably scoring high on. So that's really rewarding to see. Um, okay, so let's get into programming then. 
I've given you about the question this week and I've kind of left the, the, you know, how I've asked it open to interpretation. So your most important workout of the coming seven days. So you can interpret that any way you like. Elaine, what do you think? What's your most important? I struggled because they're all very, very important. Uh, but for me, gymnastics is a huge weakness of mine. It's no secret. Um, and definitely Thursday. I have my eye on Thursday. So we have in five minutes a max height kipping pull up. Uh, so we did that a few weeks ago. Just conveniently, I missed that day. <laughs> Uh, then we're going into two rounds for time of uh, some wide grip strict pull-ups, narrow grip strict pull-ups, and strict pull-ups. God, that's a mouthful. Uh, strict pull-ups. Again, couldn't tell you the last time you saw me on a pull-up bar. And um, then finishing with an arm wrap in six minutes, 12, single arm row, and six down-ups. So a bit of fitness then there at the end as well. But... Uh, I, I cannot hide I need to do that day it's something I really need to work on particularly as we work towards game day yeah and I think a lot of people you know need to just keep making those uh, deposits in the strength bank right it's like you need to get stronger on the upper body pull and we're doing a lot of it at the moment we're recording here on Wednesday and the strict pull-ups and uh, we're getting all the reports in from the coaches from the morning classes we're seeing huge improvements in the pulling strength, which is amazing. 100%. So it's good to hear, yeah. And the same in Dunleer. I've noticed anyone who I've coached Sunday, that big, um, what was Sunday? There was bicep curls, single arm row pull-ups. Like even just from that day, the amount of volume people got in yeah. of good positions, it's carried over. Um, but I just keep missing those sessions. I don't know why. Weird, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, can't wait. Well, can and cannot wait for that one. Okay, deadly. Right, James, do you want to go next? What's your most important um, it's a bit of an easier question to answer for me because I only train three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. So <clears throat> I was looking at them. Monday, I need to do, but just to benefit things, I can already do pretty well. Friday is a partner workout, and I like that as well. But for me, Wednesday <clears throat> has 40 cal ski, 40 dumbbell thrusters, 40 box jumps, 120 double unders, 40 box jumps, 40 wall balls, 40 cal row. Everything there is just a little bit bigger than what I would like to do. And I'd be so, t I know looking at that, I'd far rather go 20 across the board and I can keep a much higher intensity. But trying to, for me, what I need to do that day is try and take that intensity that I would like to apply and actually fucking do it. <laughs> and so that's why I think it's the most important one for me and to do actually. Do you know what's cool about that one? That's not obvious. Well, yeah half the group is going to do it like that and the other half is going to go the other way oh bottom up bottom to top oh that's what i need to do fuck yeah. so you need to do the thruster second uh, thruster is nearly last yeah last yeah i need to when start start on the row because i can row and i can wall wall okay but ski it's the ski and the i think the thrusters are the big thing yeah. yeah they're the thing yeah yeah so that's the most important one for me because i think it'll <clears throat> it'll just help add an extra notch in my belt when it comes to training of being able to do hard things for longer because I'm pretty good at going fast whenever it's short and I'm pretty good at going long but slow but not both so yeah, th these are the ones that are easy to avoid but so much of the progress of the week is wrapped up in this chipper yeah because definitely. you just have to work your way through the work and minimize your rest yeah it's, it's a really important one for everyone to get I think Um for me i'll go next um monday is the most important one for me and that's for me as an athlete but then also as from a programming point of view for everyone to get to mm. i think as i mentioned before the, the strict pulling strength is up all the time the other side of the progress in the gymnastics is the kipping power and monday we get to do loads of kipping work we're on the rings for ring pull-ups and then we're going to get on some support holes so we're going to do like five rounds of that every two minutes. And then we're going to switch over to toes to rings, barbell curls and hollow hulls. So it's more strength work in the bank for gymnastics, but then also all that dynamic kipping power. And we get to move the rings a lot. We get to move our body a lot. And when we add all of that new strength, that's hard to not necessarily notice, but it's, it's happening all the time to more power on the rings. We're going to start seeing getting people getting those muscle ups out of nowhere and i think that's a really exciting prospect for the next few weeks 20.5 we have like 
what is it five weeks or something to get there so it's starting it's that time that we have to start dialing in and saying okay can i get myself that first pull up or that ring pull up or sorry yeah, or that ring muscle up this is the chance to go and do it so i think for me i know i've been doing strict strength and i've been doing some conditioning i haven't been doing a lot of kipping i need to get my body moving um through that big range so i can't wait for that one so yeah so it's another big week ahead lots of progress to be made and it's a big varied week so um they're probably all pretty important to get to. it's probably yeah, hard to whenever just... you ask the question i was like oh this is a trap where he's just gonna pull us up afterwards isn't he but um yeah they're all important they're all like when i look at them all it's like well how can you afford to miss any of them you know it's a bit like that and everyone's obviously everyone's going to miss sundays uh but just to know any day you get to you probably there's some good progress being made we're snatching on tuesday and i'm very excited for the crew particularly after our overhead squats last week and all of the uh, building our overhead strength and the snatch grip deadlift that we did this week it's just there's so much progress being made and i just can't wait i can't wait yeah. to coach them but I, I can't wait to do them as well yeah i think we'll see it on that day yeah for sure okay that's programming so um we're gonna move on we've got um i've got a question for you guys we i sent this to you last night for you to think about and it's another sort of check-in on a personal level i think if you're listening it's something that you could join in with <laughs> and we talk here about our growth mindset versus a fixed mindset quite a bit and it's one of those phrases that can get a bit like oh it's been a bit co-opted as a term and it kind of loses its meaning and it's like yeah we're all here to be positive and just grow rather than not grow and it's like it really isn't that like it's a very specific thing and the one thing that i always think about with the, the fixed mindset so it always creeps in and then i have to battle to try and get myself back over to the growth side and we all end up in a fixed mindset all the time I think it's something just to notice and see, can I get myself back over to the growth side, right? So I thought today, what areas of our life do we notice that fixed mindset creeping in? And really, an easy way to say it is, um, what areas do you think you have an attitude about yourself that you kind of think you've been born with that is not going to change over time? No matter what you do about it, I'm just bad at that. And I just, I'm not going to put any effort into changing it because that's who I am. Um, and I think it's, it's one of those things that uh, we can have a, a great growth mindset about some areas and then other areas we can have this fixed mindset for no reason. It's just like an old idea that needs to be updated. So um, I'll go first. I'll let you know where I'm at, right? Yeah, so it's a hard one to answer because I'm like, I think I'm pretty good at keeping my mind open to improvement. But then when I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, but there's some areas like languages for me are a big one. I would love to learn languages. I hear people speak in different languages. I'm so jealous. And I'd be interested, like I, I tried to learn French a few years ago. I just didn't give it enough time, but I really enjoyed the process of it. But I, my progress was so slow and I still have an attitude that I'm terrible at languages. If someone asks me about it, that's what I'll say, I'm terrible at languages. But I mean, that's an old attitude from when I was bloody 10 or something in school you know being being taught in a way that you know uh, probably wasn't the best way for me to, to learn it so that's something that i know an easy one to go to i'm kind of similar around music i would love to learn an instrument but i think i don't have a musical bone in my body is what i would say and yet i've never really tried like i've never gone and done lessons i thought you meant your taste in music for a second there oh <laughs> Well, that's... I have terrible taste in music. That's what I thought you meant. Sorry. I have great taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> no one would agree with me, but I don't care. But I definitely think that I'm not built to learn an instrument for some reason. Like, where does that come from? Like, and I, I think I would love to do that. And I'm not going to. <laughs> but I th I, here I am trying to convince myself to change my attitude on that because maybe I will someday. Who knows? But I, it's there's two things I would love to be able to do. Um, so and, and there's one more that comes to mind, which is around money. That all, I have an old attitude about my, myself with money that probably is like from my teenage years, you know? And I'm like, why doesn't that update? And I've been like running a business for... A long time and I, I deal with money all the time and it's a big part of my role and i don't like it and i shy away from it after remind myself no i've got to turn into those problems i got to get get curious about it learn but and i've learned loads about it and yet i still don't like it i don't like myself in it 
there's you know it's an old attitude that I, again i need to update and i think the the update comes from saying right well there's a whole area to get excited about because some people love that and they get really good at it and why couldn't i get really good at it so that's what i'm trying to wrestle with at the moment trying to change my attitude around james have you got anything for us? Yeah, I've actually got a list as our conversation went on this morning. I started adding, adding, adding. Um, I think the simple, obvious one for me to begin with is uh, around organizing and planning. I, I just, I'm not good at planning. That's that's the sentence. And <laughs> that's the trigger warning that I'm like, oh, I'm just in that fixed, narrow view of I'm not good at it. I just always say that. So anytime Jill wants to do something with Paige or we're, what do you want to do at the weekend? I'm like, hey, whatever. Look, it's, you sort it out. It's that kind of thing with the hands. Like, I wave it off and go, yeah, whatever. And it even creeps into like my role here. Like, we class plan every day, and I I have this view that I'm not good at planning. I kind of I'm going to rely on all my years of experience and all my knowledge that it'll come out in the moment. I'll, I'll do the right thing. I'll say the right thing. I'll have the right drill in my head ready. But I'm like to sit down and plan this shit out before it happens so that's something i'm aware of and i've not quite figured out a way to overcome and, and that it's funny i think within the coaching group you would have the reputation as being the best class planner of everybody i think your class plans i i will add a screenshot of my class plans to the podcast if you want and how narrow they are is compared to like a christopher have to say when i look at your plan i'm like i haven't a clue what that man is on about <laughs> but he has a plan like to me you you really consider your plans whether it's yeah. mine is like a full a4 page because if i haven't written it down it ain't happening that's wild but, but but i don't think it's necessarily that the plan looks great okay i think what's very obvious to everyone who sees you working is the amount of effort that goes into the plan is probably the most obvious yeah. and it's it's uh, there's a lot of care taken a lot of time a lot of mental energy goes into it a lot of physical energy goes into but it. that's part of what makes me think that i'm not good at planning i'm like i have to put like i need to put the guts of three hours planning into a one-hour class plan yeah. every day five days a week and it's like yeah. sometimes if i don't get my class plan done on a friday for a monday i get home and it's the first thing i have to tell jill i'm like I need to class plan over the weekend and she's like oh <laughs> like that's that's suddenly gone like uh, do you know because it takes me so much effort to actually narrow things down yeah but uh, this is a weird one because you know we get so glitchy about these things this is an attitude that you have an yeah. old attitude and it's obvious like if you said that about anyone else in any area of their life you would say because you can spend three hours is what makes you good, good at, at it. it yeah isn't that true you would say that about anyone in any, any area because yeah. some people have 12 minutes of planning and they're like i don't know what else to do here <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what i got here yeah. it's because you got the three hours is what makes you good at it yeah. so it's interesting that like there is that old attitude that yeah. comes along yeah. for the ride yeah. regardless of what the actual outcome or results of it are yeah yeah, yeah yeah but that's a good one yeah i also have um I have an attitude around meeting people in public. I get that I, I tell myself I'm socially anxious. And my fucking job is to coach 18 people an hour and then I record a podcast <laughs> and then I'm all over social media. It's like, how can I call myself socially anxious? But I do. So, and my example is always if I'm in Tesco and I see someone who I coach on a daily basis and they're far away, I'll turn because I panic about what I might have to say to that person. Like, what do I say to them? Do I go, are you still sore from this morning? Or <laughs> see you tomorrow? <laughs> so Most people just say hello, James. Just say hello. And then what? <laughs> like, whenever I'm in the gym, I'll talk to anybody because it's like I can direct the conversation how I want it to go. And it's always going to go towards the workout. So I can be like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Are you sore from yesterday? Are you rested after the weekend? Are you ready to go after this today? What? Like, I can't say that in Tesco. Yeah, yeah. you enjoying your shopping? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure about those? Oh, I'd put them back. Maybe try the diet. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> should I be in coach mode there or should I not? That's the panic. Yeah, and you shouldn't. You're right. <laughs> 
Definitely panic. No, no <laughs> judgy, no judginess in Tesco. <laughs> run, run, run. There's my social anxiety fucking kicking in there. Yeah, yeah I totally connect with that. Do you? Oh, oh thank totally, God. totally, totally. I'm Every brutal. time I tell people, I'm they're brutal. like, "What? Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah. Panic no, stations. I'm, I'm the same. So I totally, totally get that idea. Uh, Elaine, what have you got for us? Uh, so for me gymnastics i will never be a gymnast i will never move comfortably on a bar i will never um yeah be comfortable supporting my own body weight that is something very much that i i would love like i watch amy on the bar on the rig on the rings and she is just such a natural i love the way she moves i love how confidently she moves and i look around the gym and there's like several people that i would look at and say god i'd love to move like that person nobody will ever say oh, i'd love to move like elaine up on those look at her look at her on those rings um however if i lost a bit of weight got a bit stronger um and put a bit of effort into it i think i'd get more comfortable with gymnastics but i will never be a gymnast ever remember that day i tried to do a forward roll james in your class it's for carnage <laughs> carnage uh so that is my mind fixed mindset but i think i'm right jamie like I am right. I am never going to be a well, good gymnast. You certainly will be. <laughs> you certainly will be. If that if that is the attitude, right? Isn't the fixed mindset continues? You will definitely be correct. I enjoy how I gave my example of fixed mindset, and then you kind of like twisted it round on me. And Elaine seen that and went, "Oh, here, hang on, I'm right." <laughs> <laughs> she preempted you trying to fix it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, but you you also see how limiting it is. <laughs> Yeah, can I we agree on that? <laughs> I can agree on that. And you would never let anyone in your class oh, no. away with someone <laughs> saying that. Someone come up to me and I'd be like, what? What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? So yeah, it's something um, I am fixed on. Yeah. And then your list, I just want to take your entire list, like languages, but I don't have a want, I don't know why, to learn a language because I just think I would be terrible at it. Um, and money resonates with me as well. Like I just money what I, I don't understand it we're trying to apply for a mortgage at the minute and i am like mark just what you uh, just tell them we're trying to build a house just ask them for i don't know and like i'm plucking <laughs> these random figures like yeah i'd ask them for four hundred thousand. yeah go for that one and he's like but why what's your rationale behind that i'm like i don't fucking know uh so yeah i don't understand the money if someone just tells me what to do how much to put it here there wherever um yeah so you just outsource it Oh, not yeah. a clue. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and I think we all do that with the things that we were weak. We just outsource it to someone yeah. else. God, but it's not great, is it? Where do great. I outsource my gymnastics to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll talk to her after class. <laughs> yeah, so I think the, the point we make is we become aware of them, the fixed mindset, and we're like, there it is again. There it is again. And I think it creeps into areas, even if, say, if it's an area you don't care about, like languages, you don't care. Once you see it, then you can start noticing it in the areas you do care about and you start saying, well, that's the limiting thing. That's the thing that my attitude is holding me back on. And it's a killer. And there is something about when you slip into that growth mindset, there's this optimism and there's all these possibilities open up that life just gets way better. So it's worth putting the effort into, I think is the point. Agreed. Okay, entirely. Okay, events. We've got some events coming up in Bua and um, this high rocks thing <laughs> we finally nailed down the date and the time it's definitely happening on friday the 4th of august and it's 6 30 p.m and it's going to be uh it's available to book on Wattify right away so you would have got the email about it but you can book in right away i think there's a link on the booking page where you can go and get yourself fully signed in um but high rocks coming up uh if you're interested in knowing what that's all about it's a good workout just going to try if you're going to train for it if you're going to like if you're signing up for october it's a good one to get down to and it's just gonna be a fun evening big crowd of people all getting a big sweat on another fixed mindset of mine i'm a shit runner like oh, this go. is my idea of hell on earth high rocks <laughs> right just to be totally honest with you hell on earth the thoughts of having to run and then do something else like eight or nine times wild <laughs> but i'll be there <laughs> you'll be there okay there's your growth mindset there. okay brilliant <laughs> okay deadly and then the other the other events and which are the big ones here for us we have game days coming up and we've got dates and locations we have dates we do yes uh so we have two weekends like last time yeah and we've got the second of september and the ninth of september okay so the first weekend we're going to run in selbridge and in santry so 
those two locations are going to happen on the 2nd of September. And then the next weekend, in the 9th, it'll be Nace, Smithfield, and Dunlear. If you can't make the gym you usually train in, you could always go to another gym on the opposite weekend. But the big thing is, we are training for this. It was such a fun day the last time. I cannot wait for this for, for this next one. Get yourself, get it in the diary so you can book the time and get in here. James, I was about to say, I love how James has opened his phone and put it directly in his diary, but that face is not a happy face. <laughs> I was literally counting the weeks. You know, you go Monday, 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 Monday and count down the weeks. I'm like, oh, there's only like five more Mondays. Like whenever this comes out, it's it's yeah. coming out on the 31st. One, two, three, four after that before the Santry one. Yeah, and I think now is the time to start getting familiar with the tests and say like, what exactly am I going to do on so the days? So can we recap that again? Let's. I know we've talked about it on training diaries, but let's go over the tests on game day. Yes, on game day. So we've got a snatch one rep max. Yeah. So that would be instead of the clean and jerk we did last time. So same structure every two minutes. Yeah, same three structure. Three lifts. Three lifts, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The exact same. So if you did the last one, you'll notice this one, just the lift is different. So it's it's a chance now to start thinking about what numbers you're going to hit on your one, two, and three. So that would be the early session. And then we're going to go into 20.5, which is an open workout back in 20.5, uh, 2020. And it was the last workout of the Open that year. We have 120 wall balls, we have 80 calorie row, and we've got 40 ring muscle-ups. The scale version is the same, but with pull-ups. So um, if you can, uh, there's also, you can scale back the pull-ups further as well, whatever version you can do. But it's a challenge which you can split up that work anyway. You can partition it any way you like. It's a 20-minute workout. So it's a big, big challenge. We actually, our connection to it is, Abua, we we did the worldwide open workout announcement on um, on the internet. So it was that like the Dave Castro style announcement. We had uh, Annie Torres' daughter and Pat Vellner do the workout. We did it live from Reebok's headquarters in Boston. It was a huge, big endeavor for us. So um, yeah, so that was our connection to it. So we said we'd bring it back, and it's a very cool workout because training for it gets us very fit in lots of areas, and we also have to get some knowledge around. Um, how to break up work and where's our self-awareness around our abilities to do x amount of reps at a time etc so so those two things will be on game day between now and then we have our quarter other two quarterly tests that are going to show up on the daily programming I'm trying to remember now i'm thinking the bua monostructural benchmark benchmark oh, what's that fucking name of that thing always yeah. kills me so that one we have a thousand meter row two thousand meter bike into 300 double unders and this is our reason to get fit. This is our reason to get that cyclical fitness in between now and then so that we can just sustain an effort at a threshold pace that's murderous that we can get a, a PR in. And a lot of people have done that workout multiple times. So it's, that'll be a good one to see. Can we uh, make some progress? The double unders are, are the big opportunity there to, to make some progress in. And then finally, James, remind me, what's this fourth workout? Gwen. Gwen. Course. Your favorite, my favorite one, the coolest of them yeah, all. Yeah, the so most amazing, scariest workout of all time. Yeah, fifteen, twelve, nine. We have clean and jerks, and we have to do fifteen unbroken clean and jerks, touch and go off the floor. Then we have to do twelve, and then we have to do nine. It's the same weight across, and the score is the weight that you pick. I'm so, so terrified of this workout. Yeah, it's I'm so scared. It's an intimidating challenge, yeah. isn't it? And we've been doing our barbell cycling, and every time we do, we realize how hard it gets when it gets deep into a set. Um, but I think the value in doing this test is all of the training we're doing. We're getting so strong and resilient with a barbell. Uh, so it's some of the hardest training we'll ever do, that barbell cycling training, and the benefits are endless. And I think um, when that one comes up, it's gonna be a fun day, because as a challenge itself, it's so cool. But starting to think about what weight you might go for and start testing those things in the daily programming when the barbell cycling days come up is the thing. Okay, so that's the recap. That's what we're training for. Um, again, 2nd of September, 9th of September are the game days. Daily. Okay, lads, we've got a Jose question. Okay, let me see. We So, <laughs> how do you know when something isn't for you versus you just haven't tried hard enough yet? I think it's a great question. Such a hard one to answer. Jose asked me this one about... I'd say 
close to three months ago. One Monday, we were doing some facility work and we were cleaning the rig. No, we were moving the sandbags to hoover a mop under the floor. So they're lifting sandbag, turning, throwing it three foot away. And he's like, he posed the question. I was like, Jesus, this is a hard one to try and answer, isn't it? And I'd say that was, it was more than three months ago because it was before the last game day. And I think now I have an answer for him. <laughs> I don't think I had a good one back then at all. Okay, do you want to give it to us? Oh yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> I have a checklist. I'm like, if I run through the checklist and I've done all of them, don't say it. <laughs> and both of you are laughing here. I don't, I don't normally do checklists <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. Just like two minutes of laughing on the podcast now. So I have a checklist. If I know now that if I've done everything in the checklist that I have tried hard enough and it isn't for me, and if I haven't done everything on the checklist, then... I would still feel like I haven't tried hard enough. Therefore, it still potentially is for me. Does that make sense? So here's a checklist. Check point number one is, have you been trying hard? <laughs> it seems obvious, but it's like, just fucking check in that you've actually done that. Point number two is, have you been trying hard for a long period of time consistently? Not like a day here or a week here, but like extended. Then, have I been trying to do things in other areas that might transfer across. Not that they definitely will, but it's like to give, um, say I want to get, if I use fitness as an example, I want to get really fit, really strong. It's like you can show up to the gym and you can do your five days and whatever, but it's like, oh, are you also getting sleep? Are you doing meditation and journaling, things that de-stress you? Are you eating, like all those other areas, just as an example. Then have you been doing that for an extended period of time? And the third thing, is or the fifth thing whatever way you want to look at it have you consulted with someone who knows more than you or could really help you so it's like reach out to an expert or a mentor or someone and then have you done that for an extended period of time it's not like go and ask someone get an answer to a question and then assume that that actually does the job it's it's work with them to actually resolve a problem so work hard do it for ages work hard in other areas do that for ages get someone else to help you work harder do that for ages and then if you're still not progressing or getting to where you want to be or have achieved what you think you should have for me then I'm like oh my done because I can't I, I can't envisage somewhere where I've done all of that and I'm still like it ain't working like it has to work if you do that surely so at what point does the checklist get invoked like so you're doing something and you're Good question. When I start getting frustrated, you know, whenever you start going, why is this just, there's something not right here. I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, what? what's going on? Why am I not getting the results? Why is that person better than me? Like you start comparing and all that other shit. Then, am I, oh, am I actually trying hard? Oh no, fuck, better start trying hard. Yeah, because th the question really is like, when is a good time to leave something behind you. Yeah. Like when is to say enough's enough, actually that's no longer the thing. Yeah. I need to let it go. Even though I'm getting something from it, uh, I need to, my, my energy is better spent elsewhere. It, that's the hard question, yeah. isn't it? Because there's, with every process, there's those speed bumps and those frustrating times where you feel like you're getting nowhere with something, where you have to say, is this the end of the road for this or is this a perseverance thing? And it's always hard to know. I always find it so difficult to know. It's a really difficult point in any process. Elaine, do you have a, a thing here? Oh, can you ask me again in three months? James got three months for that. <laughs> Actually, I'd like six. Uh, no, this this is something I struggle with. My default is you haven't tried hard enough. So keep trying harder. Keep trying something else. Um, and running up into that brick wall like in every job i've ever had i've stayed for easily three four months too long mm. um it's something that i'm like no i need to i can convince him to help me with xyz or i can convince her to try xyz whatever it was in my previous roles like even to change to become a coach like that was enforced on me like i was made redundant and then i was like right now what do I do? Instead of being making that leap myself, it's not, um, or changing career myself, deciding it was almost imposed on me, right, now you have a clean slate, 
go figure it out. Uh, so it's something I, I, I don't have an answer other than keep trying, keep trying, time. Uh, but yeah, I find it really hard to know when when it's on me or when it's like, not nah, walk away. Yeah, uh, it makes me think, you know, your start here in Bua was like, you had to start with an absolute minimum yeah. amount of work. Yeah. Like we was like, we don't have a lot of work here, but if you jump on, yeah. things will develop. And my God, have they developed yeah. for you very quickly. So I can see how you would trust your perseverance yeah. and you're saying like, I'm just gonna go and hammer on this thing. Yeah. And it usually works out, right? Usually. It usually works <laughs> yeah. out. And it has worked out for you. So so it's hard to know when to leave that behind yeah. because you, you end up trusting it so strongly. Yeah. So I think that's, and I think that is the hard part of it. And I'd be very similar. I, I would probably be guilty of hammering on things way too long. I would bias towards there has to be a way there has to be a way and i can't just give up on it so therefore let's stick it out and see is there another thing i can do another thing i can do yeah. and there's many things i've ended up leaving behind going oh I, I, that was a waste of time wasted effort for six months three months two years things that you're just like oh man but part of me thinks there's no regret there because yeah i prefer to be that way correct yeah. and get it wrong from time to time um I know for me, I, I like. Um, I, we talked about it earlier, James. I was like, I'm not sure I have a good answer. And we had talked about it a few months ago and said, you had a great answer. <laughs> You're reminding me. And it is a simple thing for me. It's like, if there's no more avenues, if I'm like, if effort, if I can't see, no matter how much effort I put into the three options I have, I can't see effort will solve it. That's when I have to let it go. Because I feel like that's all I got. All I have is my fucking you know i just keep hammering on it but there is a point at which you say even if i hammer on those three options a b or c i can't see where it's going to get me where i want it to i have to just say even if i if i, if I really want to do it i gotta let it go i i probably have an opposite problem where i don't i have lots of things i want to do that i don't do you know i've got a long list of things oh, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that and i can feel myself going along in life and ne never doing them yeah you know like i've got probably got that issue so if i got better at letting things go earlier maybe those opportunities would come up more i think that's probably the cost of it but um at the same time i like being a fucking like yeah there's something to bastard. that isn't there it's like yeah, yeah there's like you, it. you don't want to i think you, you made a good point there you don't want to look back and go could have tried harder so i think you'd rather hammer that nail till it goes through the wood and go oh i tried too hard like, I think that's a great place to leave something rather than, yeah. oh, I wonder then, if I had I, spent another. I listen to some people's life stories and, you know, they're, they're a surgeon for 10 years and then they go off and become a fucking rock star and then they go off and decide to become a car dealer and then they go off and live in Bali and, you know, take up yoga. Like and it's like... You just described Miguel there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, what a life. And I think those people who can just move to another thing and dive fully into that, I have so much envy of in some ways as well but then here i am in the most narrow thing ever and just saying it's going to do this forever and be happy but i wonder will there be regret you know on the, that's on the other side of it but i think it's a great question jose is coming up with the goods again so uh something to ponder i'd love to hear if anyone else has any more inputs on that one okay uh we're on to recommendations this week and we're going to do this a little differently right we said rather than all bring in something new we said we're going to recommend as a group a single thing and we're going to discuss it next week so we're all going to go and give you a podcast we're all going to go and listen to it and then next week we'll have a chat about it and if you've listened to it it might be relevant to chat then to, to listen in um so there's a podcast that james recommended to me a few months ago i think i mentioned it on the podcast I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. So yeah. some people might have listened to it. So it's funny that it's come full circle because you've now recommended it that we do for this thing, even though I recommend It's funny, isn't it? It is. It comes back around. But uh, it, it was one of those ones that I haven't listened to fully. I've only listened to the first 20 minutes or something. It's a long podcast. We're going to recommend the first hour. Yeah. And I really want to go back and listen to it again because it keeps cropping up. You know, one of those things that in my back of my mind, we're like, oh, there's that attitude that I need to change again that this podcast highlighted. I think if I can go back and listen, it might help me just move my attitude forward a bit more in this area. So um, we'll give you the name of it now and um, I wanna hear 
basically a pre-listen attitude from everyone so that we can has our attitude changed after yeah. listening to it so um give me the name of the podcast first. so the podcast is um the psychology podcast the episode is stephen kotler creativity skill mastery and aging i'll have a link attached below so you can click on that so we're giving people the homework of what is your view on so it's the question i've got for you guys is oh. have you got a current attitude towards or a mindset towards aging and it's the whole area of aging this thing co covers um and um it's it really challenged my current view when i started listening to it i'm like oh man this is really confronting me with something here mm. which is which is amazing so i'm wondering have you got a general is there something you think about is there something that you think you have an attitude towards james Passing the mic there, you see that? It's like, yeah. <laughs> don't ask me. Yeah, I went to pass the mic to Elaine and she and just she shook went, her no, head no, furiously. No, no. Well, I just put my head in my hands. Um, yeah, so like this episode came out in February and I listened to it around then. So I've had a bit of time listening to it and thinking about it. And uh, we've spoke about it on the podcast. We spoke about it off the podcast. So my view has definitely changed in the past, what, six months? I definitely had an opinion that as we age, that we just get worse, <laughs> generally. Uh, you typically get worse. For some people it happens when they're 40, 50, 60, and it happens later and later. But I was like, everything's gonna get worse. And to a point it will, like 70 year old me probably isn't gonna be able to snatch anywhere near 100 kilos be fucking sweet if I can but <laughs> I can't see it but I think the the ability to learn new skills pick up things and actually get good at them that degradation happens way later than we think and I think the only way for us to actually keep being good at it and being able to learn new things is by constantly putting ourselves in a position where we have to and I think that that can keep going and going and going and going and going forever. That's what I think now. I definitely didn't think that six months ago. I was like, there's probably some sort of cutoff point, 40, to pick a random number, and we all just get shitter at everything after that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I would, I definitely am guilty of that attitude and that mindset of the deterioration mindset. Everything is just going to, I think, uh, the slow rot sort of a mindset. And it's like... Uh, how relevant, like how true is it? Because we definitely know we have evidence that the seven-year-old is probably not gonna athletically perform the same feats as the 20-year-old. Mm. So there's like, we know that some deterioration happens in some ways, but does that tell the whole story is the question. You know, so I know for me, like I've, I probably have been overly focused on it at times in the last couple of years. I've probably thought about death a bit more than the usual person maybe should um i think it's a good thing to think about and then there's uh, there's this, like we can go too far with it as well i think um i probably have another attitude which balances out where i love the experience thing that builds like the wisdom that you get as you age it's like there is a balancing of the books in some ways that way that you just can't match as a younger person and um so i have a real mixed bag around it but i would say it's definitely it, it it defaults to negative not a positive thing and as i started to listen to this podcast i was like wow this is really rearranging my thinking here in such a drastic way so I, i'm looking forward to go back and reading it. i'm a bit nervous to be honest with you i'm like i have to get my head ready to get to get blown right open again and see can i do some work around shifting my thinking as i go i think a lot of that comes from just like the the general evidence we have as well like my folks are in their 60s but they're both super unhealthy they're like not able to do whatever they want whenever they want and my grandparents were kind of like that as well and it's just like i have this bag of evidence of people who are 20 30 40 years older than me and i'm like oh they can't do things so that's the way it is but then we have other people who like there's a few people in their 50s who train here and i'm like 
they can do things I can't do. Yeah. If I use Dalton as an example, like he does sporadic marathons. Like, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I ran 26 miles yesterday through the Wicklow Mountains because I had time. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you just have 20 years of experience on me there where I say, you can do the things I can't. Yeah. So, I, I suppose the the more input you have in one direction, the more you start to believe it as well. Yeah, like being 60 now is so different than it was 50 years ago. It was so different. So we, I think everybody needs to update their attitude on aging. and Like just nutrition, sleep, just our knowledge on all these things have gotten so much greater. And our exercise approach has gotten so much mm. better. So there are so many ways in which we can be more optimistic about it. 100%. So what about you, Elaine? Is this the Narrow Country one? The podcast? Same, that author, yeah. same author, okay. Because I, I have listened to this podcast. So let's say pre-listening to the podcast, it wouldn't be something that I would ta- consider at all. I, do, I don't know. I'm just forever in denial about aging. And I'm just like, I'm going to be this person forever. And like, I'm just, someone asked me what age I am. I'm 30, just forever. And it's just <laughs> the way I am. This is just the way I'll always be. Not, no? I'm definitely not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but the like what james has said there i am surrounded by active people generally and um, my dad's very very active my mom and dad are in their 60s but at the same time i see my mom she's like oh, i couldn't go for a long walk i'm like that's because you don't walk from here to there so um but this podcast is particularly in learning new skills i definitely would have a fixed mindset on that on terms of like oh yeah you stop learning from probably probably mid to late 30s uh, but again being exposed to this being exposed to the amazing people we have in the gym every day i have positive uh, reinforcements of people aging around me all the time and yeah i'm excited i think like yeah. i didn't touch a barbell till i was 30 like i like things just life starts when you whenever you decide um and yeah bring on the aging yeah but so i think uh, i think that would be good to get into the details of that podcast yeah. next week and actually get in, get into some of the, what they discussed and how we might be able to apply it. Okay, so um, you'll get that link on the show notes. Um, let's move on to our weekly shout out. We have a, a shout out for a member here in Santry this week. And this is for Eileen Cranley. So Eileen is just gone into her second trimester and the shout out is because how she's taken in her stride. I know she's pretty tired, she's got some fatigue, but she keeps showing up. She keeps doing the workouts and she's managing it exceptionally well. Um, I know this is something that's really challenging for everybody to go from someone who's really fit and training really hard to all of a sudden, okay, I'm pregnant now and I have to adjust. And you're in a group environment and the group is all fired up, ready to smash everything. And you have to say, well, I've got to dial it back a small bit. I also got to adjust some of the some of the movements. And staying involved is really hard. So anyone who manages to get through that first like month or two of adjustment, I always think like that's a really hard thing to do. But if you can do it, it means you've got all of your training, you've got your regular schedule all the way through and you just feel way better. Eileen is doing a phenomenal job. I just see her dialing back the right amount. I see her coming in, good attitude, smile on her face. And when she's she's off on the bike and everyone else is doing something else, she's on the bike cheering everybody else on. And it's so easy to start removing yourself from it. Like, oh, I'm not doing the same as everyone else. But she's doing exactly what she should do. She's staying involved. So I just I just think lots of admiration for how she's approaching. Yeah, it's very impressive. Well done, Lighting. Yeah, it's brilliant. And she's also like an amazing mover. So and her, her moving technique is on point, so coachable. So keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. Um, okay, we'll finish off with our usual way we finish. Overrated, underrated. Remember Elaine? Do you remember what overrated means? I just struggle with this concept so badly. <laughs> <laughs> overrated means that you don't like it as much, okay? Okay, okay. So one word. So we've got, uh, first up, long form content. I'm going the opposite to you too, so I'm giving underrated. No, the <laughs> other one, overrated. <laughs> See? I can't believe you actually messed it up. <laughs> that was so impressive. So impressive. <laughs> James. Underrated. And I'm going to agree in the most boring way possible. Yes, underrated. We're so wanky, aren't we? Oh, we just said this before. This is like <laughs> reinforcing the wanker fucking uh, tagline we have right now. Okay, so 
Right, James, go on, give us the... I just think, um, imagine we do a daily podcast. We do. Three to five minutes. And we get into some nuts and bolts, but not really. Yeah, there's only so much depth we can go to in a time. To give you another example, last Thursday, after coaches prep, or two Thursdays ago, you came up to me and you went, oh, how do you think that went? And I was like, yeah, great. We didn't get into it as much as I wanted to. And how often has Jose said the same thing? He's like, we need another hour to go where it naturally wants to go. Like, all the good stuff happens after fucking 45 minutes. It's not... Oh, let's get to the good stuff straight away. That never happens. It doesn't matter how comfortable you are with people. It's always slow, 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 slow. And I think it's the same thing with long-form content. Like, the first chapter of a book is normally giving you some context around why the author is writing a book. So it's not that fucking helpful, but you, you need to know where they've come from, the struggle they've gone through, so that you can buy into the thing. And then the same with podcasts that I watch or listen to. Like, you have to go through the that person's journey, what the, the general storyline is going to be, and then something magic always happens, like 35, 40, 50 minutes into it. It's never, you never listen to the first five minutes and go, done. I got what I needed from that. It's always 20 minutes in or whatever. Like, we've listened to that podcast and the one we've recommended for next week, and there's stuff in it, but you have to get into it first. Therefore, I think long-form content has all the gold, and you almost have to earn the right to get it. Yeah. So, Elaine, you disagree? It's not that I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> However, I like to disagree with you too. No, uh, for me, I know I should consume more long-form podcasts, but I would be... Um, I would be a hypocrite if I said I did. I just, I don't read books. I don't have time for long podcasts. I don't, and that's the fixed mindset in me as well, where I'm like, I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to listen to this. I can't commit to a, like, see, um, Oppenheimer. I just don't have three hours at the minute, you know? It's these long, it's a time commitment and like all the other things that I could do. If I do commit myself during those three hours, I'm like, what else should I be doing? Picking up the phone, making notes, this, that, and the other. So it's more a... Uh, time management struggle for me yeah these are liars <laughs> we're liars that's a that's everyone's answer ever yeah and yeah everyone can recommend a good tv show yeah yeah that's always my response to that one i'm like i i was saying to you guys earlier another one of my fixed mindsets is whenever people loads of people recommend a tv show i don't watch it no and it's part of a fixed thing but it's also like I'm just gonna not watch that. I'm gonna go fucking read something instead because I'm like, that's just gonna benefit me more or something. Yeah, look, I, and I think I have a same natural aversion to that long thing. I'm like, oh Christ, I've got into this. It's three hours long. Oh my Lord. Uh, but in saying that, I know that, like what James said, I do think that when things develop is where they get really good. Uh, like my favorite podcast ever is a six episode podcast it's a series six episodes and they're all five hours long five hours? yeah they're five hours long and i think it was earlier days of podcasts when um that was actually more the norm it was long long conversations and now they've all kind of defaulted it like there's this like 60 minute cutoff or 30 minute cutoff for different styles of shows if you go to youtube it's like 10 to 15 minutes is there the sweet spot if it goes too long people won't open the the video if it's too short people won't think it's worth bothering with so it's like the market has kind of told everybody what's the optimum amount to get the right amount of clicks but when you when you really get into that longer form thing is where it makes the impact like i've gone back and listened to that fucking series twice more like that's that's 30 hours or something and then i've done it again and i've done it again like like that's insane right that, that that doesn't seem like it's a good use of my time but i loved it so much um and and as a result i've gotten a plane and gone places to go and see things they're talking about like i've actually gone places on holidays what's the name of this Did, podcast that i won't listen to uh <laughs> you don't care <laughs> i do care like someone else might want to listen to uh, it's called hours. blueprint for armageddon oh wow okay so dan carlin 
uh, did the podcast. It's amazing. And it's just one guy talking. He doesn't even have a what? conversation. He's just talking. He, he just tells a story. That's amazing. Wild. But I would recommend it to anyone who has got an odd 30 hours. <laughs> but you do it in like 20 minutes chunks. Like you, you pick up on it and then you you put it down. It's kind of like a book that way. Yeah. But uh, I do love when it, like the Oppenheimer thing, that really interests me. I'm going to break my cinema ban yes. that, that James convinced me to break for this movie. And the fact that it's three hours makes me go, yes, they've done it properly. Yeah. They're, they're going to get right into it. It's going to be slow. It's going to be detailed. Amazing. Can't wait. Okay, that's long form content. Um, let's talk about one more. Last one today. Overrated or underrated? Sun Holidays. Underrated. Let's hope she got it right. <laughs> underrated. Okay. And I'm going to go overrated for this one. So, uh, Sun Holiday. So, just, I mean, to put a bit more detail on it. This is like we go somewhere to sit in the sun, sun lounger on the beach, on, by the pool, to just do nothing for a week or two weeks, whatever people do for. Okay. So, Elaine. I'm guessing you like this. What, I do, yes. I think I've gotten it right, <laughs> okay. finally. But I will start by saying I've completely changed my opinion on this over the last definitely like even nine months, I would say. I used to be the biggest holiday snob you've ever come across, <laughs> right? If it wasn't the Maldives, not interested. Or if it wasn't, I lived in Australia. I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew. Really? I did. I lived in Australia for six years. And any holiday was, you know going to Uluru, was going to, um, well, like, hiking up in Darwin, was swimming with crocodiles or going to watch crocodiles. Well, like it was go and do something. Go and do something epic. The Whit Sundays, staying on a villa in the middle of nowhere, but, you know, speedboating every day. Like, it had to be epic. Or I wasn't interested. Right. Um, so, so what changed your mind? I, last year, <laughs> went to Portugal on a sun holiday because uh, I was burned out from work and I was like I need to just take a little break went away for a week and I did now I did do a few things we did see orcas which was amazing and we did a few little trips but predominantly it was the sun and it was just exactly what I needed and there about a month ago again I went to Jamie going hey I need to get out of here for a week pretty please and uh, off I went and when I say I did nothing like we did <laughs> nothing right I just lay in the sun I read a book I did read a book I read one book and I went for a few beach walks and that was it it was the exact same place I'd been in October and I just felt I did I did some writing I did some planning I just my head was clear I didn't think about work except for planning for future mm -hmm. <laughs> future projects um but yeah it was just it was exactly what I needed and I came back really refreshed and sun holidays wow, are deadly and I have a lovely tan as well deadly sounds great James I've gone through the same process. I hated them, and I was a I was a real wanker about hating them as well. I was like, "Oh, you're just gonna lie on the beach for a week, are you? That's a great use of your time." Well done. Whereas now, I really like it, <laughs> and it's not until you do it that you're like, "Oh, this isn't so bad." Um, I think having the right person or people there with you is a really important thing. Like, I don't know if I go and do it on a lads' holiday. Like that doesn't appeal to me at all. But going with Jill and just switching off for four or five days is unreal. Um, so yeah, I've definitely changed my mind on this, and I think they're fucking fantastic now. I think if that's the only thing you do in a year, you do like two or three sun holidays. I mean, without being too judgy, I feel like we're missing something doing that. I like going somewhere and doing something at some stage, but definitely having. A spot that you can just go switch off do nothing whoo, chill and reset the batteries and go okay very good so i'm outnumbered here so it does sound like i'm on the other side of that um hump i'm not over that hump i've never i've no interest in trying it though i prefer when i'm going away i actually prefer to go away and have um, a bit of a project i like to go away and say i'm going to go and do something when i'm away and like it is usually some work stuff so is it much of a holiday i don't know but it is a way it's it's a, a bit of a refresh and I like to do it in the city. I like going to the cities and then I like to do some history tours and go and seeing things like I like to go and stand where some historical event happened. Like I'm actually here at the thing that interests me and that that gives me uh, enough of a refresh to come back. I do love training on holidays. 
it's where I always do my best training. I'll train maybe once or twice a day, every day, and I'll come back feeling like I've got my best training one in ages. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's always like um, a good indicator for me that stress is always my biggest obstacle to getting training done. When I go away, stress drops, and I'm like, yes, let's hit the gym. So I always like to have a good gym nearby when I go somewhere. But yeah, the sitting around in the sun thing, it sounds like I'd rather go and sit in boiling oil every day. It sounds like fucking awful to me. It just sounds awful. I just get, I actually have anxiety thinking about it here. So no really. I just interest. consume long form content when I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. I just eat ice creams all day. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and I hear, I can hear you talking about it, like, yeah, okay, I can, I can see why that would be good. I can see it, I can see it, but I'm not there. So um, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I uh, currently definitely overrated for me. Okay, Jesus, lads, we've talked forever. Let's wrap it there.